Welcome to the 2022 edition of the Radio Lumi Artist Spotlight series. These spotlights are meant to highlight Luminato artists and the work they've contributed. You'll hear them describe themselves and their art in their own voices. Coming up is Namitha Rathinapalai. Namitha Rathinapalai, who uses she or they pronouns, is a queer Tamil Canadian published spoken word poet, organizer, and workshop facilitator. She is currently based in Toronto and was the first female and youngest director of Ottawa's Urban Legends Poetry Collective, also known as ULPC. They are a contributing artist to Crypt Collab Issue 4, a digital zine from Sticky Mangoes, now in its second edition with Luminato. You can follow this artist's work through their website, namitharathinapalai.com, on Facebook as Namitha Rathinapalai, or on Instagram at n.r.palai. That is Namitha Rathinapalai, N-A-M-I-T-H-A, R-A-T-H-I-N-A-P-P-I-L-L-I-A-I dot com and Instagram at n dot r dot p-i-l-l-a-i. You can find the zine with accompanying image descriptions on the Luminato website. You can also find spotlights from other Crypt Collab contributors from this and last year on Radio Lumi through the Access Hub at luminatofestival.com slash access hub. These interviews were recorded before the first draft of the Crypt Collab issue had been revealed by Pri Rahal, the curator and creator of the zine. This episode of the Artist Spotlight series contains language some audiences may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. So my name's Denitha. Um, my pronouns are they and she. Usually my hair is in a bun, but I got my partner to braid it for me today. So it's in two braids. I'm South Asian. I'm Tamil specifically. I'm from Sri Lanka. So dark skin. I have black hair. My eyebrows are usually threaded, but not so much today. I wear glasses. So I have tortoiseshell glasses and I have a gold nose ring. And I'm usually wearing my grandmother's wedding ring on like a gold chain around my neck. So I think for me personally, disability has kind of been a new identity of mine that I've been exploring more in my writing. So obviously an opportunity like this, I was really excited to jump in on and also, you know, with the opportunity to meet like-minded folks and similarly situated folks. I submitted two pieces. One piece is called Gut Flora. It's a visual poem. So the words make out the shape of the digestive system. And the poem is about an undiagnosed, unnamed gastrointestinal chronic illness that I've been dealing with. And the idea of how to navigate the medical system when you're dealing with a chronic illness that's also invisible. And what that looks like in terms of self-shame or self-blame about that illness. My mind and body imitate each other's mannerisms like weathered spouses in peristalsis. Know each other's curves like childhood memories. They are so happy to be in the same room, holding each other, until they think about the grief, the trauma, the repression. I try cutting certain things out of my diet, like foods and lovers 
nothing seems to work. The doctors say that frequent bowel movements is an evolutionary tactic. No predator can salvage a foul-smelling meal. So you make yourself as unattractive as possible for survival. And all that escapes from this forlorn belly when I hear this news is laughter. My own vessel is telling me that no one wants to make a home of me, not even myself. So I add new mistresses to this tangled marriage. Pantoprazole is my body's morning sex, Gaviscon for a midday fuck, but nothing rekindles their love. I try to show the scans to the doctor, but nothing shows up. So nothing is wrong with me, but nothing is wrong with me. Something is wrong within me. And I tell myself, it is not my fault. I think that a common theme with these poems is the idea of fault or blame regarding chronic illness. And I think that especially folks that are navigating the medical system for their illnesses can often feel in a place where the blame is put on them. I think especially as a fat person, a lot of health issues are often kind of boiled down to my weight, the idea that if I lost the weight, these problems wouldn't exist. So I think that For me, in my personal experience, blame and fault and those ideas of almost accountability in a way are are deeply intertwined with my relationship with disability and chronic illness. And I think that to me is something that I've spent a lot of time writing about and I think is something that I feel passionate writing about. So that was kind of my motivation for submitting those poems. Poetry is kind of my main shtick, I would say. I've been writing basically my whole life, but probably performing, publishing, taking it a bit more seriously since 2017, I would say. So five years now. I think what drew me to poetry specifically was spoken word poetry. So the idea of this being an art form that was deeply rooted in marginalized folks being able to take up space, talking about identity and autobiographical elements I think was kind of the draw to me. But outside of that, I've kind of ventured a little bit into art forms that are a little bit more tactile. I think that writing can be really nice, but I feel like there's something to be said about seeing your art so tangibly at its final product that I think that satisfaction doesn't necessarily translate the same way in writing. So I've been really into making clay things. This is just like completely unrelated to poetry, but I think that is kind of the beauty of it as well. It's really nice to write, but it's also really nice to be like, oh, wow, I can hold this thing that I've made and it is done and I don't need to edit it or send it to, you know, a publisher. I think writing is something I definitely see myself coming back to time and time again. With such a niche community, I think, comes with the fact that it's really hard to connect with folks that are in that same positionality as you. You either meet disabled folks who aren't queer or racialized or you meet queer folks that aren't racialized or disabled. I think that to hold those three identities in the same place and also have artists who are all of these things, I think is really beautiful and such a testament to what callouts for creating community can do. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing to me is like community and finding folks who know your experience and you don't have to explain yourself or 
feel that you have to fight for space, but know that everyone in the room kind of just gets it. These are poems that I have worked hard on and am proud of. And I think that to know that it is going to be in a space where it will be appreciated as is and doesn't necessarily need qualifiers or explanation, I think is a really valuable thing. Again, that was Namitha Rathinapalai. And remember, you can always find their work through their website, namitharathinapalai.com, on Facebook as Namitha Rathinapalai, or on Instagram at n.r.palai. That is Namitha Rathinapalai, N-A-M-I-T-H-A-R-A-T-H-I-N-A-P-P-I l-l-i-a-i dot com and Instagram at n dot r dot p-i-l-l-a-i. To find this spotlight and others, check out Radio Lumi, or you can find the art and more on the artist in Crypt Collab, both available through the Access Hub on the Luminato website. That's luminatofestival.com slash access dash hub. This spotlight was produced and edited by yours truly, Dev Ramsaywak, for Radio Lumi as part of Luminato 2022. Thanks for joining us.